from the iHeartRadio studios in New York City. Come two diehard fans of the greatest rock and roll band hailing from Hollywood, California. Dissecting all things Guns N' Roses and anything else in their distorted minds, it's Brando and Scotto. And this is Appetite for Distortion. And welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode 37. Yes, 37. My name is Brando. Solo today. Uh, Scott are not with me uh, because this was kind of an impromptu uh, opportunity to interview Scott Ian. Do I really need an introduction for Scott Ian if you're listening to a Guns N' Roses podcast, a rock and roll podcast, uh, Anthrax, of course. We'll be talking to him in just a a couple minutes. Uh, But if you're new to uh, the AFD show, we do something at the beginning, get uh, through some GNR itinerary, and we call this uh, segment Shotgun News. News! I want to keep it brief because, of course, we want to talk to, I want to talk to uh, to Scott Ian. Uh, the first, I guess, really big piece of news that we got uh, was through uh, Eddie Trunk when he interviewed uh, Miles Kennedy just a couple days ago as we're recording this. I try to keep this in real time, even though it's a podcast. It is uh, December 13th. It is freaking freezing here in New York City. But I digress. There were some rumors that Slash was going to go back into the studio with Miles Kennedy. And it was, guess I guess, Confirmed in the world of 2017, uh, meaning something on social media. Uh, Slash's girlfriend, Megan Hodges, uh, responded to a fan saying that he's going back into the studio with Miles. That seems pretty cut and dry. However, uh, Miles just recently said that, you know, him and Slash text, you know, kind of catch up every now and then. But there are no concrete plans to finish a new Slash solo record. They do have some leftover tracks, maybe another uh, half album worth of songs since their last record, World on Fire. So maybe. He's like, this is kind of uh, exciting to be a part of this. So we'll see how it all plays out. So we're going to do the same. Uh, also, in a bit of shotgun news, uh, a little bit of itinerary here as far as the uh, the AFD show is concerned. Um, I, As far as segments, shotgun news, I did something called Get in the Ring, which was inspired uh, by a, a listener, which you're, you were all great. This is the only reason why I, I do this uh, podcast, because I can only talk to myself so much. So there was a, a listener on our, um, that commented on iTunes. So you can hear us through, of course, the iHeartRadio app, uh, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, which I guess is now a side thing from iTunes because the podcast division got so big. That's where podcasts are right now. Uh, so DM the kid. Uh, he didn't like the, uh, the the sounds that I play. Slash, is it real? I don't know. I have fun with them. Of course, uh, South Park. Axel, you are the Super Bowl of self-abuse. I mean, come on. That's Friday the 13th Part 4. I found a character named Axel and I'm using it for the board. So, I mean, whatever. But I will have to retract that completely because what upset me... And it's fine. You can criticize uh, the show. We can have great back and forths about everything. And we'll get to the content of last episode after Scott Ian, because I want to talk about your feedback that you've given the show. Uh, But because he gave it one star on iTunes. And that's like, why one star? Because he's like, you like the podcast, but enough of the sound. So I got angry. Uh, however, when last episode, when Ian announced his farewell, uh, DM the kid not only uh, said farewell, Scotto, and gave me his blessing, he changed his uh, rating on iTunes to a five. So thank you, 
DM the kid. Uh, I had no idea my my Jew guilt was was so powerful. Uh, speaking of Jew power, I guess uh, now he's calling in, Mr. Scott Ian. He's got a brand new book that is out now. Access all areas: stories from a hard rock life. How are you, Scott? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm super excited that I get to talk to you. I've been such a fan my entire life. Started my radio career playing Anthrax records on college radio. Uh, and you're actually the second member of Anthrax to be on this little Guns N' Roses iHeartRadio podcast. What, today or in general? No, in general. Of course, uh, Charlie Benanti, uh, your drummer, who I'm sure you're quite familiar with. Yes. Yeah, we interviewed him shortly after I saw you, Charlie, and uh, Norman Reedus. Uh, of course, uh, Daryl from The Walking Dead at Axel DC. Oh, my God. Yeah. What a night. Yeah? Oh, we got to talk about that. But first, of course, we got to get to uh, your book. Uh, but actually, first, because as we're recording this, it's the second night of Hanukkah. So, happy Hanukkah. Thanks. I don't celebrate, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're welcome. But I, I, I thought you, I guess you don't celebrate because... Of course, you were in that, uh, I loved it, uh, Matzah and Metal, that uh, VH1 special years ago with uh, Getty Lee and Leslie West, so you don't celebrate Hanukkah? Yeah, I, I just don't, I don't, I, I couldn't be further away from anything like that in my, Jim, I don't know if you saw this, I, this is a tangent, but there's a Jim Carrey documentary out about how he made that Andy Kaufman music, uh, movie, and um uh, it's a great documentary, and he talks about how uh, we we were born on this planet, and we're assigned these things. We're assigned religion. We're assigned gender. We're assigned all these things, and some of it gets a little spacey for me, but I agree with him. Like, you're just told, okay, you're Jewish, you're a Christian, you're this, you're that, and uh, it's something I've never, ever, ever understood or followed or um, because I didn't embrace it as a kid. My parents weren't religious, and and so it's something for me that you, you're assigned this thing, but I, I have as much connection to Hanukkah as a Muslim, like for real. I mean, that's really kind of where it's at. I know exactly what you're talking about. That is a great documentary, uh, Jim and Andy, and I completely agree with him. I'm the yeah. same way, but it was just a segue because I'm wearing my Guns and Moses t-shirt right now. <laughs> Nobody cares about Hanukkah right now. It's all about your book, Access All Areas, Tales of a Hard Rock Life. Now, for someone as honestly well-spoken as you, because uh, even if for those who, like, my mom knew who you were, because you're on all these TV shows. So how come this isn't, like, your fourth or fifth book? Um, because I had an idea. <laughs> I, because I finished the autobiography, and then um, I knew I had a lot of stories to tell um, because they didn't fit into the flow uh, or the context of the autobiography because they would just be too much of a tangent in in the context of an autobiography. I, I can't go off and... You know, in the middle of my story of my life, and then all of a sudden you're into 70 pages about me playing poker. It just, it wasn't, it wasn't going to work. And and I knew I still had a lot left uh, uh, to talk about. And so when I, you know, I spoke to the my editor and my the publisher, and they were totally into it. And 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 I'm the man did well enough for me to get a second book. So that's you know, um, that was obviously good news for me. And and. Uh, and I had all these great stories to tell. So, you know, I spent a year working on it, and, and, and here we are. Yes, here we are indeed. Uh, I don't want to waste uh, too much of your time because I know your, your time is limited. You have to go on to your next interview. So I want to backtrack. Tell me about that night at Madison Square Garden where it's you, Charlie Benanti, 
and Daryl Dixon, Norman Reedus from The Walking Dead, seeing ACDC with Axl Rose. What was your first impression when you heard about Axl fronting ACDC? I mean, I'll be completely honest. When I first heard that Axel was going to do shows with ACDC, um, I, I wasn't. I just wasn't feeling it. I, I can't tell you why, uh, other than maybe because I'm just such an ACDC fan, and uh, uh, for so long, and it just seemed weird to me that all of a sudden Brian was pushed to the wayside. And um, like a lot of ACDC fans, I, I think that was kind of a bitter pill to swallow. And uh, and so it was just, I was kind of like, uh, like, well, it's not my band. I get it. I, I'm, I'm never going to be the guy to tell someone else how to run their business. I understand it. But as a fan, I don't have to buy into it. You know, no one's forcing me to buy into it. So, uh, but it turns out we, we get to have a night off on tour, and it turns out we're close enough to New York to go see ACDC at Madison Square Garden. And then Axel is kind enough through uh, a friend of mine who knows Axel, and 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 uh, his assistant is uh, kind enough to get a bunch of us on the guest list for that show. And um, uh, I, I mean, if, I can't speak highly enough uh, about it. And even before that, I'm sorry, I skipped a step. I saw a clip online. I can't remember from where, but I saw Axel singing "Riff Raff" uh, with AC/DC. And it blew my mind how great it was. Just like, holy crap, like, that's that's perfect. It's perfect. So then, of course, I got excited about the show. And uh, and then the show itself was two and a half hours of perfection. Um, I, I, I've gone on record. It's the best ACDC show I've ever seen. And um, I've headbanged for two and a half hours, which is about an hour longer than I even headbang in an Anthrax show. So I actually... Even on a night off, I worked harder at the ACDC show than than, uh, than I normally would at one of my own gigs. It, it was uh, it was incredible, one of the best rock shows I've ever seen. Um, I can't say enough about it. Uh, the set list was mind blowing, and Axel was note perfect on all the Brian and the Bond stuff. His passion for it was obvious. Um, it was it was incredible. It was really really an incredible night. Um, and uh, you know, 20 years from now, if someone asks me what's the best show you've seen, uh, you know, seen in the last 20 years, I, I have the answer. It's, it, no question is that. You know, coming from you, that says a lot. That's some serious high praise right there. But I know you got to go. Um, I know you're here talking about your book. So instead of, you know, in the tradition of The Walking Dead and, and no spoilers. What would you say is the, the second most intriguing story uh, that we can read about in your new book? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think my phone call with this phone call, it's a story called The Conversation, and it's a phone call with Dimebag Daryl, um, where he, I, I'm not going to spoil it, spoil it, but he called me in the middle of the night one night and basically kept me up all night, and it ends with me almost going to jail and, and he was just a master of uh, phone conversation. I'm going to leave it at that. It's 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 a mind blowing story, um, uh, and it, it, uh, something that he was able to pull off and uh, uh, and and trick me and uh, just kind of mind blowing. I, I think that would have to be either that or the the Lemmy story or my Walking Dead story. I mean, I think that 
I think there's a lot of great stories in the book. Oh, no doubt. I just found out about this interview, so I can't wait to uh, to read your book. Uh, but before you go, did you see the uh, mid-season finale of, of The Walking Dead? Because when we spoke to uh, Charlie a few episodes ago, I think it was last season's season premiere that when you guys were on tour, he watched it on the Slayer bus. No, I, I don't watch till uh, till the season's done, and then I, I, I can't do the week to week thing. My schedule, I just I'm I'm never able to watch consistently week to week. Well, I'd love to uh, get your opinion on it once uh, you do watch it, and maybe you'll come back with uh, with Charlie. We'll talk about Guns N' Roses, The Walking Dead, Anthrax. Whatever you want. Sure. Awesome. So uh, thank you again so much, uh, Scotty. And uh, I mean, this has been like, honestly a, an honor for me to talk to you. Of course, his new book is out now, Access All Areas, Stories of a Hard Rock Life. Scott, thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. There he goes, Miss America, or something like that. Thanks again to uh, Scott Ian. And some behind the scenes as to why this interview as opposed to the other uh, interviews and other episodes that we've done was shorter, maybe felt a little bit more rushed, uh, because normally uh, I will go out and schedule these podcast interviews, or Ian has, or uh, thankfully, you know, Art Devana got us Vicki Hamilton, uh, our buddy John uh, Miller, uh, he got us uh, Chris Weber and Alan St. Elisa. So, you know, wherever a guest that's going to make a good show, I don't care where it comes from. And I'm very fortunate to work at iHeartRadio, and one of the things that I do are um, I work on these morning radio uh, press tours, which is what Ian, uh, that's what Scott Ian was just doing. So he interviewed, um, I, mean, I think, with a few, maybe four stations before me, and now he's off about to talk to to ten more. So that's how it is. So it's just got to be quick. So uh, hopefully uh, next time he'll come on with uh, with Charlie. Uh, also, as far as um, I should say, last time I want to thank uh, Art Tavana. I want to thank uh, Walker. I want to thank, of course, uh, Scotta for taking part of my stupid little uh, Guns and Roses game, PTIRS. Welcome to PTIRS. Ah! The show of competitive banter. Here's Brando. Brando. Yes, I made that. I'm an idiot. Uh, so if you are familiar with um, sport talking head kind of shows, it could be political as well. If you watch a CNN or an ESPN, it doesn't matter. If you will see panelists, right, uh, talk about certain topics. So why not do that with Guns N' Roses? So that's what we did. We came off with a list of uh, topics off air, and we had the discussion off air, and we I came up with a you know, point system. Yeah! For, so, uh, for a good point. For a bad point. So if you would like to take part of this, if you want to contribute to whether it be the topics, because I know some of the feedback that we got were um, didn't like they don't like talking about uh, Guns N' Roses as a business. Our, one of our favorite listeners, Anna from Portugal, she just likes hearing about the good times, which is great. But I want a well-rounded podcast. But if Anna, I'll, I'll put it out there. If you want to call in from Portugal, and if you want to bring in a topic, and we can, you know, I'll, we'll develop a panel, and we'll do another PTIRS. So I want to be creative with these AFD shows uh, going forward. Uh, but I will end here because going forward, normally I don't know when I'm going to record again, but I'm going to record again. Uh, in an hour or so. So look out for episode uh, 38 very shortly. I'm going to interview Alex Grassi. Yeah, from uh, Quiet Riot. And he's worked with uh, Adler's Appetite and Gilby Clark. And he said when I reached out to him, he's like, hey, you want to talk to uh, Don Jameson as well? 
from that metal show? Of course. And uh, they're both uh, out and about with hookers and blow right now. The band, not the um, the activity. Maybe I mean I'm not one to, to judge. So that's going to be uh, episode uh, 38. So if this is the one AFD show you listen to. Hopefully you continue. For those of you who have been here since episode one, and I can't believe that you do exist, thank you uh, for for listening to uh, for continuing to listen to to me and everything Guns N' Roses related. So uh, in the meantime, uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at the AFD Show. Leave us a review on iTunes, even if it's bad. But if it's bad, just don't do it because of my silly sounds. Axel, you are the Super Bowl of self-abuse. Or maybe you should because they are kind of stupid. I don't believe you, Axel. You've been listening to the distorted minds of Brando and Scotto, dissecting all things Guns N' Roses on Appetite for Distortion. Follow the guys on Twitter at The AFD Show and on Facebook at facebook.com slash The AFD Show. security, I'm going home.